Chad Prather rose to internet fandom as the man who's unapologetically Southern. Heath Oaks is a published author who failed his way to success. Together, they tackle today's headlines in a way only a Southern Spitfire and a millennial mogul can. Take off your sport coat, grab a beer, and enjoy the conversation. This is Second Shot with Chad Prather and Heath Oaks. Hey everybody, well, it is good to be back again on another week. I'm sitting here with my buddy Heath Oaks. What's going on? is a podcast. What are we doing? I mean, you know, we are just running our mouth and people are listening. It's crazy. We'll figure it out along the way. <laughs> yeah, you're right about that. What, what what did you do this past weekend? What's going on with you? I haven't seen you in a week. You know what's funny is this weekend, the last two weekends in a row, my wife and I have been together a little over two years, but the first two weekends we've ever had where we both had weekends off. She's, she's of. always worked weekends, so literally it first two. So we've done stuff just your taking the dog, hiking, relaxing, and doing like what regular people do like going to bye bye baby home depot if we have time let me tell you what my wife and i do we nap that's what we call regular people stuff y'all do active stuff well if it was up to me it wouldn't be my wife is very active so i go along for it let's yeah, be so honest your wife your wife is a personal trainer as well as a news anchor yeah. and she's a television person i said she's got to keep going keep going keep going no, i don't believe in all of that stuff uh this past weekend did you get any trouble <laughs> Uh, you know what? I saw five o'clock in the morning, three mornings in a row from the wrong side. Yeah, so I was good. up all night long for three different nights and got home about five o'clock in the morning. Um, yeah, it was a, it was an interesting weekend. And then uh, on Monday, I slept until two thirty in the afternoon. So yeah, that's what's happening. And I guess we introduce uh, producer Zach and Kristen. Hey. Hello. Hello, thanks yeah. for having us. Zach and Kristen are always in the room. They're omnipresent. They're <laughs> always. They, they're going to keep us straight in line. We are yeah. flies on the wall, like guys, Santa Claus. We're always watching. Oh. <laughs> that's that Italian Hispanic coming out. I feel nervous now. <laughs> I'm going to put my hands back in my pockets. Did you see today, Chad, the headline that Usain Bolt got stripped of his gold medal? Usain Bolt. He's from Jamaica, right? Yep. Yeah, Jamaica. Fastest man in the world. Fastest man in the world. So he was stripped on the relay because his teammate was caught doping so him and everybody else that wasn't doping on the relay team got stripped of the gold medal because of the one doping incident the doping incident. i like the way that rolls off the tongue the dope so was it just so was this the relay team it was the relay to? team it was the relay team and it was one of the guys on the leg uh, of the relay team got caught uh, with the doping and so everybody lost their gold medal Okay, so he did an illegal drug, mm-hmm. and, and Usain, the entire team had to give their Everybody. thing back. And Obviously, now, Usain Bolt's the one who gets the headline, not the other two guys that also lost. We don't even, it, we it, don't, it had, no. we don't, I don't know any other Jamaican names. I yeah. really don't. I hate to admit it. Yep. I've been to Jamaica many, many times, and all I know is, is my guide, Nigel, and he may not even be really Jamaican. But, you know, but that was like a record deal for him, was it? Because it was a consecutive... Yeah, that year was like where he won like the three or four gold medals all that year, and it was like the most that anybody had won or something like that. Don't quote me on it, but I knew it was a big deal. So now with that one being stripped, which wasn't even, you know, technically his fault, but one of the teammates was, so it all lost it. Um, well, so true. I want to make that clear. It's not Usain Bolt that got caught doping. Right. The teammate on the relay team got caught doping. Now Usain Bolt has lost his medal along with all the uh, the two other guys that also were not doping lost theirs what do you learn from something like that i go back i immediately went to this i remember my dad when i was a kid and him telling me about who and who i could not hang out with and saying son be you always be careful whoever gets in your vehicle and i'm like why does that matter it's not me he goes if somebody got in your vehicle and they had dope on them 
and you get pulled over by the cops, and they check and search, you both go to jail. The headlines are, Heath and so-and-so pulled over by cops and go to jail for marijuana. Especially nowadays. Exactly. You're somebody. Uh, no, yeah, well, <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it, you know, kind of a big deal. People know me. <laughs> You're the insurance world's Usain Bolt. Many leather-bound books. Yeah. Fast winner, dude. Yeah. So the funny thing is, is it, it was I, I, that was literally the headline that he would tell me is that you both, both of your names would be in the headline, no matter if you did or did not. So your name will always be tainted with that. So you always be careful about who's in your truck and who you're hanging around with because you're caught up in it. And I feel sorry for you saying Bolt because he's obviously the one in the headlines here. Nobody else is. Even the guy who got caught doping is like, they don't even say his name, but once in the article. So, you know what I mean? Like, how crazy is that? So now Hussein Bolt is always going to be tied with that, no matter if it was not he, even if he had nothing to do with it. So I go back to thinking about how important it was to be careful about who got in your truck. Yeah, you know? and and the, and the doping your dad was talking about makes you very very slow. The stuff that Usain's <laughs> teammates was took makes you very, very enhancing. fast. It's mm-hmm. a different type of deal. But uh, you know, my mother, uh, you know, talking about that, my mother would always say, you know, birds of a feather. You know, Flock you, together. you lay down with dogs, you wake up with fleas yep. and things like that. And in the business world, I know for me, I've always I've always wanted to work with a team. I love working with teams. I like to be, I don't like doing things by myself. That's one of the reasons you and I do this podcast together. Absolutely. I like doing things with somebody else. Somebody said a long time ago that, and I don't know if this is true or not, but they said that a sled horse can pull 2,000 pounds. But if you add another horse, they can sled pull 16,000 pounds. So the exponential is is way greater. It's eight times greater because they're working together. So I've always believed in working in teams. Uh, I have a feeling if you had a sled horse and a dog, though, it would go from (laughs) 2,000 to 1,000 because of what he would have to overcompensate to pull that person. You've got to back up and keep the dog in in place. And, and, And I've worked with those people. Over the years, I've had those people who have worked with me as partners and teams, and you know what? They've kept me back. I've had to step on the brakes continually. Mm-hmm. you got to be careful of the people you let in your life. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes there's this amazing thing called intuition yep. that you have this feeling you can't explain it, and the world looks at you and says, this is the winning team. They're going to bring home gold. You do this. You go with these guys. You go with these gals. You're going to have success. And something deep inside of you says no. You ever had that feeling when you're... In, was it in worth a, it? Yeah, exactly. And I've had that thing. By all intents and purposes, it looked like success. But I knew when I laid down at night, I could not sleep peacefully because something was wrong. But you know, the difficult thing can be sometimes, Chad, those people that you know you need to remove from your life can be family <laughs> and close friends you've grown well, up with, right? We're getting deep in it right now because I'm telling you what, Thanksgiving at the Oaks House is going to get interesting. Well, Don't start naming names. Yeah, but. no. But it well, and it's more so at mine. You know, it, that really doesn't pertain to mine as much because we have a very small family that we're close. It's more so that I hear from people all the time, salespeople that I've got that are going through rough times, that are not getting much positive reinforcement from people that they're really close with, and so that can be your family, your your friends, and and all that. And so that you don't ever want to remove it because, you know, for instance, that relay team. If they would remove that one guy ahead of time, if they if they knew about it, I don't know if they did, they probably wouldn't have had a shot at winning be having three people to run a four leg race, correct? <laughs> right. So it's not an easy thing to do. However, I don't know about you, but I think it's a hundred percent 
the only way you can really get there is you have to make that decision. You got to make the decision. So like I look around the studio right now, it's it's Kristen, myself, Heath, and Zach, and really Zach is the weakest link. I mean, we know that. <laughs> it's not it's not Boom. a conversation. Come on, fellas, drop the mic. I'm it's not, not so a, bad. It's I mean, it's not anything we prove, and we but we talk about it when we go have a cocktail. It's always Zach. It comes back to Zach. It really <laughs> Every does. Time. I can turn off your mic. Yeah, yeah see, I got that's that. That is, yeah. he does have power. But see, he has power, and that's why you got to be careful who's on your team. Yeah. Who do you give the power to? Yeah. But no, seriously, we love Zach. Yeah, no. But we, let me ask you this: Have you ever had to really like you somebody really close whenever you were in a part critical aspect of your life that you knew was was not feeding your mind with something great? Yeah, I did, and so I had I had someone that I was in business with years and years ago, and I went on a family vacation one time and came back, and the business was in shambles, and the reason was because he had gone behind my back and he had met with the board of directors. And he had told lies, and he had spread. And I'm telling you, we had taken care of this guy. We had blessed this guy financially. We had we had given him a career, but he wanted to be in charge. Mm-hmm. That was the bottom line. He wanted to have control. And it came back to a nightmare of that. And, and it was a toxic situation that we had to have a lot of meetings and some real face-to-face, heart-to-heart, and almost fist-to-face conversations. Mm-hmm. It got brutal. Ouch. Those are the kind of things you've really got to I mean, it's hard, but you know what? The only way to ever move forward and have a future is deal with your present. You got to take care of it. I've always said you got to forget the past. You got to learn from the past, but forget it. Move on from it. Deal with the present right now because you only have one now. And that's what that's going to affect and, your future. And the old saying of you are the sum of the closest five people you spend the most time with. So when you look at it, the closest five people you're hanging out with, is that what you want or do you want more? So the, the question I hate the most is, well, okay, so how do I start getting those other people? Like, really? That's that lazy question? Because get up and walk out your door and say hi to the person walking down the street that somebody knew. You know, you have to make an action step forward. I get sick of the really easy questions that it means you're lazy. You know, go to... Um, when I went to Jacksonville, Florida, knew nobody. We went out to every networking, any kind of event. We thought we joined a flag football league and gained friends because guess what? I like flag football, so I had a feeling if I played flag football, I'd probably meet people that we had the same type of likes. Correct? Yep. So you have to go put yourself out there. You can sit around and whine and cry to yourself all day long about what you do and don't know, or you can get out there and find something you're interested in and just go out there and be random um, and and make friends and and start meeting and surrounding yourself with people that. Um, you want to be like, I mean, be like me, like talk your wife into going talking to the celebrity Chad Prather so you can meet him and become his friend. <laughs> the rest is history. <laughs> the rest is history. That's all she wrote. And there's, there's a lot of lessons to be learned from that situation. I mean, that's tough for Usain Bolt. But uh, hey, listen, if you're listening in Texas, I want to tell you about a company called Energy Ogre. They're based out of Houston, and these folks will save you 40 to 60% on your energy bill every single month because they will do the thing that you're too lazy to do, to be quite honest. And I was, you were. Uh, they will shop around and they will find the best energy plan for you every single month, and they will find it. And uh, I know in your case, you've only spent, what, 100 bucks on your power bill in the last 12 months what twice twice it's been amazing i have saved so much money it's unreal and it's not only money but it's ease i do nothing we do nothing they you sign them over they take care of it from then on out i've I've, out of everybody i've told i've not single person has saved less than 50 percent off of their current electric bill so take your current electric bill cut it in half and if you went to energy ogre it's o-g-r-e yeah like like the like the pixar cartoon is that pixar i don't even know shrek and you will cut yours in half would yeah. you? I mean, you, you will, and and so three hundred dollars easily becomes a hundred bucks a month, yep. and and so they will go out and shop it. it ten, their fee is ten dollars a month. Here's the deal: they can't save you money. 
uh, <laughs> they'll give you your ten dollars back. Yeah, it's it's a no brainer. You can go. You can use the promo code WatchChad at EnergyOgre.com. You got a promo code with them? Um, you remember it's probably like a whole bunch of numbers. Watch Chad, yeah, Watch yeah. Chad, and it's O G R E. That's what yeah. I always tell people. EnergyOgre.com. Go see them. Use Watch Chad as your promo code. What else is going on in the news? You know, I don't know. Are you a dog guy? I don't even know this. Do you like dogs? I, I am a dog guy. I have a cat that I don't Zach, like. Zach, Kristen, y'all dogs? Yeah, they're all right. Mm, no, mm. not so much, I'm Kristen. Not, I'm not really a pet person. No, no. <laughs> what in the don't world? give me that what look. What are you doing in here? <laughs> I mean, whoever says, hey, I don't like dogs. It's not that I don't like them. I just don't want to have one because it's yeah. just something extra to take care of. That's true. Mm. You got a house, though. You could have a dog. I have an yeah, apartment. But then I'd have I don't to, like, want to have clean one. up after you know how many it dogs yeah. need saving out there? And you're not saving any of them? Yeah. Kristen? There, there's a lot of babies that need saving too. <laughs> little, little, little there's a lot of here. people that don't have clean water. <laughs> we, need some, we need some background music or something. <laughs> <laughs> we, need, <laughs> we need to go to an intermission. <laughs> don't try to guilt trip <laughs> me. <laughs> what what about remember. dogs? Do you have dogs? Oh yeah, you, I got two dogs. Yeah, okay. Two All big right. ones. So I was, I was seeing the story and it was interesting. Like honestly, the funny thing is I say that, Kristen, because I've never had a dog in my adult life because I've always been really busy and all this. So I'm the same person exactly. except for about a year and a half ago, my wife and I both neither did our whole adult life and we um rescued a dog and and it's i'm like turned into the dog crazy like i take him everywhere he rides in my lap i mean he is he is Aww. my partner okay yeah. and everybody makes fun of him and he's white and fluffy and small so it's even worse <laughs> you know i walk around <laughs> holding a white fluffy small dog so but i don't care i wear christmas suits i mean <laughs> who, who thinks i'm secure <laughs> uh, but i found this interesting that there's a story in um upstate uh, i believe it's upstate new york and a owner called the a rescue group and said they needed a doghouse for their dog. The rescue group gets there and find this dog that's 15 years old, had been tied up in that chain in the backyard its whole life. On a chain? On a chain in the backyard. 15 years old. 15 years old. That's and why some people shouldn't have dogs. I agree 100%. And the rescue group talked them into letting them have the dog. Well, it's not like they were enjoying the dog. No, at all. But calling to get a doghouse 15 years later, really, yeah. like, this is really odd to me. Mm -hmm. Talk but, about procrastination. Yeah, no lie. Now, think about this is, when they got the dog, a lot of times when dogs have been held in captivity and those things, they're not very friendly. They are very standoffish, everything else. The crazy thing they were talking about, this dog, this dog immediately went to being the most lovely, happy, like, running everywhere, rolling in water and mud, having zero fear of people, Run up, kiss on anybody. I mean, it was amazing, and, and it's almost like one of those things you think that, you know, this dog said, I'm not wasting any time, more time in my past of being chained because yeah. I'm going to love this moment that I'm in. And I thought it was um, a great story that how happy this dog was that it didn't, you know, live in the past. It went forward, and, and, and how great it was they were able to get this dog. Let me tell you the difference between dogs and people right there, okay? If that was a person, mm -hmm. That person would spend the rest of their life talking about what had been done to them in the past. They oh, would spend God. their life as a victim. My no mom matter, and daddy did this when I was a kid. No matter what you gave them, you could hand them a million dollars and they would never be happy again because of what had been done to them. And I have found, and I call it victimhood, everybody spends their life navel-gazing, walking around with their head down, staring at their past. Navel-gazing. And, and <laughs> they're identified by their problems. Most people do not want their problems fixed. They want their problems understood. So if you take they their want problems, people to feel sorry for them. They want them to feel sorry for them. And if you and people get so mad at me, I tell people this all the time. It's like you are a victim. I'm not calling you a name. I'm just telling you this is how you're behaving. You're being identified by what's been done to you. And people say, "Yeah, but you don't know you what's don't know. been done." But the butt is great. It's a big butt. 
Everybody's got a big butt. Oh, who doesn't love that? Yeah, everybody's got a big butt. <laughs> big fluffy butt. But you don't know what's been done to yep. me. And that's the thing. Uh, I don't care. And not that I don't have sympathy and empathy. I care about you, but I don't care what's been done to you. What I care about, and I can listen by the words that come out of your mouth, the thing you're saying right now is going to dictate the future you live. And that's just a fact of the matter. One of the neat things, Zig Ziglar always said, failure is not a person, it is an event. And so understanding exactly. the fact that that it is failure is not you as a person, it is the event. Okay, so you can move on from that. I'm with you. I, nothing worse that I like it. You know, you can sit down with two people and watch two things happen and two people have exactly two opposite right. um, recollections of what happened because one person thinks on the positive aspect, one on the negative. Right. And then some people want to live in it and want to waller in their self-pity and cry to themselves every night and hope somebody coddles them. Other people go out and make things happen and say, you know what, this happened to me, but I'm going to learn from it move forward. I, the title of my book is Failing Your Way to Success. Right. You know, Ignorance on Fire, A Journey <laughs> of Failing Your Way to Success because I failed my way all the way through it. Now, I look at failing in a positive light. That word to me is a very positive meaning because that's one more obstacle out of the way to move on to the next one that, that I'm getting closer and closer to the goal. And so I think that sometimes understanding the story is getting your, your story is getting made in all of those obstacles. When you right. get hit with them, yeah. you're you're building that story to overcome and getting prepared to when that, that one hits, you're gonna be able to get over it and now you're gonna be able to achieve the great things you want. Or you can sit there and tell yourself all the time about all the bad things that happened to you and, and all poor me, pitiful me, or you change your mind. Now, the other thing about this dog story I thought was interesting was... I, I just see this dog walking down like Rodeo Drive wearing fly yeah, collars yes. and sunglasses <laughs> and a gold chain with the Bee Gees playing in the background, just pimped out like, I'm free. I believe I hey, can fly. Here's what's crazy. They take him out to the beach. So you think the dog has been chained in the backyard the whole time. When they took him out to the beach, he took off running to the water and rolled in it. Like, he's never even seen that. How awesome. Yeah. Like, he just knew, I, that looks fun. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to Waller in that beautiful water and love life. Didn't even think twice about the things that happened to him. And, you know, I look at it also is that, you know, that poor dog, that dog did not have a choice yeah. whether or not that happened to him. You as a human have a choice to reach up with your hands, unlatch a chain, and run free. Okay? Right. So... We, but a lot of times people sit there and have that dog mentality that they can't do it. They want to sit there and just have it, or some just unlock it and go on. The people that are in the, the aspect like the dog, they look at the ones that unlatch it and say, oh, they had better hands than me. That's how they were able to unlock it. You know what I mean? They always come up with all the excuses of just, why that person was able to do it versus them. Just get free. And you know what? That dog, did you notice, first of all, did you notice that he said the dog wanted to go waller in the water? Yeah, that's waller. He's Texas. Because he's unapologetically yeah. Southern yeah. right there. <laughs> he says he wanted to go waller. I knew exactly what he was talking Absolutely. about. That is, for, for those of you listening up north, that is the word wallow. Uh, he wanted to wallow in the water. But yeah. Waller. But we own waller. We use wash rags down here too. So no water. But you know what? The dog, I guarantee you that dog had no desire to go back to that chain. I Absolutely not. But so many people cannot interpret their lives unless they're in chains. Yep. They can't. And so here's a dog that's lived in captivity and finally set free. And you know what? You go waller in something. Yeah. Some of you, you know what? I encourage people, if you're listening right now, if you've been through some real crap, go waller in something. Go find, go, go find some water. Go, go to the beach, man. Get on a cruise. Go to Hawaii. Treat yourself to something. Go find a new relationship. Uh, buy yourself something that sparkles, but go waller in something. And, and, and think about <laughs> Reward this. Reward yourself yeah. for being free. And, and, and look, honestly, think about this. How many times do you see people with the extreme amount of talent that can't get out of their own way? That 
that truly believe the world is holding them back. They, you know, you have control over your current mind. Right. Do we not? Absolutely. What comes in your ears comes out your mouth. Start feeding yourself with more positivity. Again, going back to the same boat thing, start surrounding yourself by more positive people, but start reading more positive success stories every day. Yeah. Books to start feeding your mind with certain things. You, if you have a problem with, if you have a, um, if more than likely not negative thoughts come in your mind, if you start putting more positive in there, then what's going to start happening? Your mind's going to start changing. So instead of listening to the radio and songs, why don't you listen to inspirational podcasts that get you going? I think you should listen to Chad and Heath, personally. I think it will change your life. Absolutely. But if you do constantly feed your mind with that, it's hard for the habit of negative to be gaining in so much positivity. But it's going to take, first, you reaching your hand around there and unlatching the chain and realizing you're not a dog with paws, that you actually have hands. You can actually unlock your chains and move forward. So, you know, I look at it with your whether it's your personal, that your own personal mind has you in chains or not, you can make the choice today. And not everybody that's successful has ups that you don't have. They all unlock the chains. They took the first successful step. They're not better off than you. They just decided to unlock it and move forward and say to hell with all the people that are negative. Yeah, it's good to be free. Promote something. What you got going on? Well, one of the things um, that I'm going to talk about is kind of my book. It's a journey of failing your way to success. Ignorance on Fire, the launch is February the 2nd. You can get it on Amazon right now. Um, and it's called Ignorance on Fire, and again by Heath Oaks. And this book um, has been out for pre-order for a couple months. The launch date's February 2nd. We're going to have it at the Addison Conference Theater here in Dallas, um, a little book launch. You got some live music, cocktails. I do. Hors d'oeuvres, horse divorce. Absolutely. It's going to be great. Yeah. And uh, so I encourage you that um, maybe it's quick read. It's fast. I've read it. Easy. I've read it twice. I've read it twice because it intrigued me. It really did. And you've got you got your Heath's tips in there. And, and I mean, it. it's just. Quick and easy. Great stuff. Quick and easy. And you're a good writer. Oh, man. You, you are a good writer. How long did it take you to do the book? It was two and a half years. 150 pages. He's a slow writer. <laughs> yes. But he's and a you're good a slow writer. reader. You had to read it twice. I read it twice. <laughs> yeah. so, so Over the last yeah. two months. My, well, my, my, book, issue, yeah, my issue is not, not the speed of reading, it's the comprehension. The book's not even out yet. I say reading it twice before it comes out is pretty good. Yeah, as well, as the I'm first concerned. time he yeah. read Look, it and the second Zach time he interpreted Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zach taking up for you. But yeah, go check it out. Buy it. See if you like it and tell your friends. Well, I, I have two copies of your book because you sent me a pre-ordered book, and then, of course, I ordered one off of Amazon, and it came in. And so I wanted to read and see. Are the pictures different on those two different books on the back? Are the pictures of you? No, the color of the cover is okay. slightly different. Gotcha. Um, so that printing company was fired because they said that was within their specs. And, and, and as you know, uh, by looking yeah. at those two, that's if they say I knew there was that, a difference. If that's specs, then I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing business with you moving forward. Yeah, but it's and if I knew, and if I could remember the name of them, I'd bash them right here, but I'm not going to. They gave you Navajo and you wanted eggshell. Yeah. What are you going to do? So what do we got for some questions, uh, Zach? And, I'm going to just call you producer Zach and yeah, Kristen right, every time. That, I'm going to say producer Zach and Kristen instead of just your name because I think it's really cool and it makes it sound really big and awesome behind well, yeah. producer Zach. That's what it says on my name tag. Yeah, I was going to ask you, and, and you might have to, you might have to buy the book. I don't want you to give away any company secrets or anything. Why is it called Ignorance on Fire? It's not something you hear every day. Yeah, so it's in, when I was a kid in football, I loved football. God did not grace me with the most extreme amount of athletic talent, to say the least. <laughs> but I was always the kid that would, uh, coach would say, Oaks, you sure got a lot of heart. And then they'd look at the athlete and go, only if you had Oaks' heart. So in other words, you know, you 
ain't got a lick of athleticism, boy, but man, you sure do try hard, okay? And I remember when I, when I was told that, that I, saw, I, I used to think, how do I take that? And they go, well, you know what? The hard part I can control, the athletic part I can't. So right. I'll take that. So later on in my life in the business world, when the lady, uh, one of my great mentors, Elena, she hired me as um, the youngest territory manager ever with Colonial Life, that uh, at the first meeting, she sat there with all 10 of them, and, and like I said, I was 23 years old. The average age was probably 45 at this position. Wow. And so she sat in there, and she'd hired another lady next, um, just hired another lady. So me and this lady both were hired at the same time. That lady had been in the business 30 years, tons of, tons of knowledge. And so she looked around the room and said, everybody needed to handle her, their business because I have got knowledge on ice and ignorance on fire to deal with over here, and so I don't have time for y'all. And I remember thinking... That was kind of like, it brought me back to that, Oaks, you sure got a lot of heart going, how do I take that ignorance on fire? You know, and I go, you know what? I would rather be ignorance on fire than knowledge on ice. So from that day forward, it kind of mm-hmm. stuck with me because when I look back at my life and my journey uh, along the way, I, I was really ignorance on fire. I mean, it was, I didn't know that I couldn't be successful and I didn't know that I didn't know certain things. So I couldn't, you know, quote unquote, do it because I needed more skill that a lot of people that are much more intelligent than me have too much knowledge and they stop themselves. I was just ignorant. You don't know what you don't know. Don't know what I, I just was fired though. I just went and I did it and I literally just screwed everything up along the way and <laughs> figured it out much faster than not. So it was, she called me, uh, said she had ignorance on fire to deal with. And it was one of those points of me that it was kind of an identity that I took on that I, because I believed it was me and who it was. You're 29 years old, right? Yep. Yeah, 29 years old. He, he, and you got to understand, too, his, his heart and his compassion, and Heath really is a genius. He can say what he wants to about uh, himself, but he's a genius. Trust me, I get more wisdom and insight from later. him than <laughs> it, it, I get a lot. Trust me. He, he, listening to him makes me money. So uh, 29 years old, he's been hugely successful. I mean, he, he went out of the gate and went out and got it. So, I mean, you did it right. The ignorance on fire has been stuck ever since. And it was funny. You know how many publishers wouldn't touch it because I had to change the title. Really? Yeah. They said it was a negative title. I like it. I and like I go, it that's too. because you don't know like what the too. definition ignorance means. <laughs> because there's there's nothing negative about that. That's just you're not educated. Yeah. You know what I mean? You want to bet? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, once they hear your story, they won't think it's negative. Yeah. 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 Color Great me story. impressed. I like it. All right. I've got a question for Chad. What you got? Well, you mentioned <laughs> that sometimes you can suppress your southern accent yeah. and Heath's accent is so prominent right I grew up in Chicago so obviously I don't have a southern accent at all Chicago. but <laughs> there you go. but do you feel like it's necessary for you to turn it up when you're with him no you know I, I think a lot of it is I'm just kind of used to it I, I it, you know it, it depends on where I am so I am somewhat of a chameleon in that where I go I kind of adapt so I, I spent fourth of July I spent uh, four days in Boston Boston and mm-hmm. I found myself saying things like chowder when I wanted to order chowder. chowder. <laughs> and so I, I kind of take on the accents that I'm around. Now, a lot of folks in Texas will say, well, we can tell you're not from Texas, even though Texas has a southern drawl, especially the DFW area, but not the same time. It's mm-hmm. a Texas drawl. And a lot of times people can, you know, more and more. When I was 19 years old, I heard myself really recorded for the first time. I gave a 45-minute talk at a church. and. Mm-hmm. And I was dropping my R's and doing the things that, as a Georgia boy growing up in Georgia, those were things that were very common. And I said, i got to fix this, because this does sound like ignorance on fire. Yeah. And, and I knew that I, <laughs> I had to change some things. But, but no, I, uh, 
I'm proud of it. I mean, you know, I, I've I've gotten a lot of folks who have said, "Oh my gosh, we know you're ignorant. We can tell you're from the South," and and it, you know, as an insult, they've said it. I kind of take it as a badge of honor. You know why the difference? Why he can do it and I can't? Why? Because Chad is extremely intelligent, so he knows <laughs> he knows all the big words. So when you when you know how to do that and the big words, you sound you, you you're a lot smarter than me. I'm just not smart enough. I don't know. I literally on a text today <laughs> to him, I said. We were thinking about a title of something. I said, look, you know all the big words, not me. Why don't you come over with a creative one? Like, I don't even know that part of the, the dictionary. So would, you, <laughs> would you say I have a plethora of intelligence? <laughs> <laughs> so there's a second part to this question. Because if people were just hearing your voices, they might think that Heath dresses more like how oh, that Chad is, that dresses. That is funny. Right. And that Chad, you'd be more of so the button-up suit and tie type of guy. Right. But uh, we know that Heath is a very snappy dresser. So when you guys go out together... Do you feel obligated to turn it up in the dressing sense? No. Well, you know, uh, his his tailor, and yes, he has a tailor. Has oh, wow. is actually she's she's pretty awesome. I mean, you can tell from what he wears. I mean, I'll show up at Heath's house, and I'm like, "Where'd you get those shoes, dude?" And she's called uh, a wife, and she's and she's <laughs> called me on the phone a few times, and I'm like, "Baby, I don't think I'm ready for that style just quite yet." But now, what's funny though is if I'm not working, I look exactly like Chad. When I I have a, if I don't if I'm not working. Mm-hmm. And I always have jeans and boots on. So outside of the work, it is, you know, it's, it's funny because I get no looks when I'm in my suits and stuff and get out of my Jaguar. But at the end of the night, if I have my jeans on and boots and my T-shirt and I get out of it, people are going, what? That just don't make a whole lot of sense. The first well, time you I, feel like you you dress for the role you want to play. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's a part in this book about that. Mm-hmm. There, there's there's some specific stuff in the book. First time I ever got on the elevator here in this building to come up to this studio, and this was, uh, I don't know, a couple of months ago. Uh, the owner of this studio, he we was a huge group of people on the elevator. No, it wasn't here. It was over at the other radio station. We were oh, yeah, up yeah. there. And so uh, he's the group of people, he goes... He looked at me and he pointed at me. He goes, what do you think this guy does for a living? And they all said, is he a builder? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a genius. Yeah, it's funny because he I, has a plethora of intelligence. <laughs> and, and, and talking about it, what's funny is that when I was, I always dressed in suits because when I was, like I said, I have, an, a very, I have a really strong baby face. And and at 19 years old, I, I probably looked. You're not, not a, still 19. No, <laughs> I maybe look more like 19 now versus 10. Do you get carded when you go drink? No. No. If I'm in my suit, no. But if yeah. I'm in jeans and t-shirt, absolutely. Yeah. And it's funny because back then I wanted to be taken serious so bad, and so I bought three $79 suits online and took them down to the deal to make them where they actually didn't look like big bags, you know, and um. I started feeling better about me personally, that I had the confidence to talk about the things I was talking to people about, which then portrayed when I came up, I looked a little bit older. And so I kind of got in the world of always, uh, Deion Sanders has a quote that uh, they asked Deion Sanders, they said, why, uh, why are you always dressed so snazzy? He said, man, if you look good, if you look good, then you feel good. feel good. If you feel good, then you play good. And if you play good, you get paid good. There you go. And so I always feel like, you know, if you feel like a million bucks, you're going to try to make a million dollars. I guess I'm going to return the call to the tailor. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You know what? I, uh, yeah, but to answer your question, if I could, there's a lot of things I'd like to do like Heath. Trust me, there's a lot of things. A lot of things. Chad is, Chad is being extremely but, humble at this moment. You know, well, that's, that's what we do. We pat each other on the back. We're good friends. Hey, you know what? I want to thank everybody for joining us on this podcast. It's uh, been a great another episode. We're gonna be, we will be back with you again in a week, and we'll probably have a few more stories we can tell from this thing. Tell your friends share it on facebook on instagram and everything else you can find uh, me ignorance on fire um, facebook page 
Instagram, Twitter, Heath Oaks, in, um, and uh, Ignorance on Fire. You can kind of find all the above. What about you, Chad? Yep. Follow me on Facebook. You can go to watchchad.com and also follow me on Twitter at watchchad. And uh, don't forget, pick up a copy of Heath Oaks' book, Ignorance on Fire, Failing Your Way to Success. Visit energyogre.com. If you're a Texas resident, use keyword watchchad and save money on your energy bill. Until then, we're going to see you next week. We love you guys. Take Have care. a good one. Destination for premium talk radio.